What's going on, Spitfires? Welcome back to another episode of the Spitfire Podcast. I don't know if you can hear that, but there are birds chirping outside because spring has sprung, and I hope that you are uh, like the cicadas in the Northeast, emerging from hibernation of what was the pandemic, or maybe you've been out and about this whole time. Uh, I was walking with a friend the other day, and uh, I said, you know, it's kind of ironic that the cicadas are shedding their exoskeleton, and I feel like we are too. So uh, I've taken a little break from the podcast. We had some interviews, uh, had some life changes, had some shifts happening, had some shedding of layers. So the next couple episodes are going to be about kind of setting you up for this next phase. I don't want to say the new normal because what the hell is normal anyway. So a lot of this is going to be about turning inward, reflecting inward, because if you've listened to past episodes, a lot of the problems that we have are when we try to jump things too fast, meaning we try to take care of other people, we try to fix big problems, but we're not necessarily addressing those in ourself. So stay tuned for the next couple of episodes if you need that extra reminder of self-care, but here we go. And just as a reminder, if you're not already, make sure that you're subscribed for the show. We are everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. Hit up the Spitfire Podcast. Make sure you're subscribed so you get alerted when we have new episodes. Today's episode came in fresh to my DMs on Instagram from a friend who will remain nameless, um, but I think that it is a very relevant um, and universal topic, which is around getting help, asking for what you need setting boundaries. And this comes up so much with my powerhouse clients, the people who are so independent, and I don't want to use the word strong, but they are. They're so capable of fixing things, of making things happen, that what ends up happening is people don't think they need help. I am I am one of these people. I was always the person who was reliable, who could make things happen. Uh, but after time, I got worn out. Uh, I got tired and depleted, and I felt like nobody cared, like nobody was ever going to come in. And the reality is, when people see how capable you are, and you don't leave a door open for them, they don't really know how to help you. And the reality is, we don't know how people can help us. So if our mindset is around this belief system that only I can do things or only I can complete things we actually are sending that message out to other people to not come in. Or if they do try to come in, we might inadvertently, you know, bat them away or shoo them off or, you know, not accept their help. Have you ever, imagine this this imagery of carrying multiple bags or boxes and you have to open a door. Maybe you have to turn a key or open it and someone comes through and tries tries to offer to hold the door for you. And what do you say? No, 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 I got it. I got it. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I got this. Meanwhile, you're like, wow, it'd be really nice if someone could help me out. Now, sometimes you will because things might feel impossible. But let's say you have one box and you're kind of like juggling it on one side. And in your mind, you're like, yeah, I could totally do this. I'm totally capable of doing this. And you don't take the help. Does it reinforce this independence or does it allow you to delegate? This is something that someone wanted to step in and help. They have the ability. They are offering. So what message does it send when we shut it down, when we don't say, here's how you can help me? We're actually closing the door off for them. It kind of sends this message of like, well, why don't they trust me? Why don't they, why don't they want me to help them? 
and yes, a lot of times it's just complete strangers, and this was probably pre-pandemic uh, examples, but it does happen. So it's not, this person offering help to you is not saying you're weak and you're incapable. They're saying, I see a need that I can fill and I can make your life better. I can make your life easier. So if we have these tendencies of shutting down help, the question is why? Where does that come from? What is the belief system? What are those thoughts that are tied in from people stepping in to help you? And I've had to do a lot of work around unpacking this because of this fear sense of independence, this fear sense of I can make anything happen. And the reality is, yes, I can make a lot of stuff happen. I'm just a natural catalyst and activator. But the reality is when I can accept help in, when I can really help to offload some of that pressure, it opens up my capacity for creation, for connection, for collaboration. But the key thing there is trust. So I have to trust that whatever happens is going to happen. I'm going to detach from the outcome that if things aren't done perfectly, life will go on. And I'm going to give an ample amount of time because yes, I know that I'm very effective and efficient. So it may take more time for someone to do something, but I'm going to be open to explaining, to teaching, and to create the space if someone does make a mistake. I'm not going to bite their head off. Now, this is e easier said than done when we're in stress reaction. So this is the first opportunity to kind of like scan your body and see where that constriction or hesitation is. Because if we have had past experiences, let's say with a, a significant other, where we've asked them to help us and they don't, we then have that belief system that this person can't be trusted with certain things. So one of two things needs to happen. Either you go and find somebody else to do it, like a, a ser hiring a service, um, or you need to change up the way that it is presented. So maybe barking orders and saying, you need to do this, I need this done, versus, hey, I would really love if you could help me out with this. When do you think, when do you have some time to do it? Or is this something you could help me with? It will probably blow their mind if you're one of those people that does everything. But you have to be small initially and you have to be specific. Nobody can read your mind. Nobody knows why things have to be done in a certain order. But if you can provide context along with clarity and a reasonable deadline, then what we do is we create these shared agreements. So by us being in a relationship and us being a partnership, we're approaching things together. But if we've created a dynamic where you're the one who's barking orders and saying you have to do it by this point, we've created a point of friction there where it creates almost a hierarchy and then it creates the expectation and it doesn't give us a lot of room to be flexible. So the more that we can see things as if we're all coming to the table to contribute, how might we best contribute to the household? How might we start small and build up to the bigger goals? And that's another point. If we're too broad and vague, then we don't really know what we need. So first step, obviously do the body scan, see where the stress is. And then think about if you just breathe into that space, which I'm doing right now, what does that feeling need in order to release? What would be really helpful right now? Maybe it's as simple as someone taking out the trash or picking up something at the store or just sitting with you on the couch and reading. Maybe it's giving you that quiet time and peace. So first ask yourself what you need, get that pen and paper out, sketch it out, 
doodle, whatever it is you need to do, but get off your phones. As soon as you're done listening to this podcast, turn off your phones, turn off the screens, and just put on some soothing music and start writing. Because what ends up happening is when we get into the stress reaction and anxiety, it loves to float around in our head. It loves to connect to old storylines and hook in and give us those assumptions and and personalize things um, and create more conflict. It loves conflict. So the way that we do that is we separate the story from the fact. And the fact is you are feeling friction from something outside of you, probably from something that's not getting served internally. So we first want to assess what's going on so that we can then build strategies and processes and plans to help you offload and get support. So just start with that. Start brain dumping. No comparison, no judgment, no more podcasts. This is quiet time. No TV. Don't even read a book. I want you to be completely independent with your thoughts. Allow it to have a voice. Let it come up and just capture it. And then look at it objectively of like, what would be one step to make my life easier around this? And if it feels too hard, make it even simpler. Keep cutting it back until it becomes so easy that you're like, yeah, I could, I could totally ask someone to help me with this, or I can let this go. A lot of times we just have this really impossible expectation attached to who we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to do. So allow it to go. Allow it to be at peace. Allow yourself to be at peace. And then see how people can help you. So first we have to ask ourselves before we can ask the people closest to us to then be able to solve those big problems in the world and in our environment. So I hope this was helpful and uh, I hope that you've been inspired to, to shut down the noise and to start really listening to that inner voice and to start getting some help where you need it, getting some support because we are all emerging in new ways and this is such a great opportunity to set a new tone, to set a new path, to just shift a little bit and see what happens. So as always, to all the spitfires out there, keep being awesome and stay tuned for more episodes on how to keep spitting that fire.